Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey everyone, Chris Platy here. Got a special episode of Strictly Hip Hop today. Got my guys Spike Lou and M Extra returning to the podcast to break down hip hop real estate and how that is affected by COVID. Now, this is something that was planned in the works when I was uh, when I was posting on social media sites that I think we're going to hear from Kendrick and Drake soon. And a week passed, and we heard from both Kendrick and Drake. Drake obviously making the statement just days ago that his new album is coming out January of 2021. So Spike brings it all the way back to our 2019 conversation about hip-hop real estate and does that matter? Is that important? Of course, I want to shout out Joe Budden because Joe Budden is the only platform that I heard talking about hip-hop real estate and it was such a fascinating and interesting concept that I wanted to explore it more and I, I would love to one day explore it with Joe and Joe and them at the JBP. But uh, for now, I got my guy Spike Lou, and we had a great conversation. And this time, M Extra joins us to to provide his perspective as well. And we also bring in the the idea of COVID and how that changes hip hop real estate. Does it matter more or less for artists now because they don't have the same necessary tools that they had? They don't have touring right now. So is hip hop real estate more important because more more of the money is coming through streams? Or is it less important because everybody is just trying to get music out and the industry is just totally flipped on its head? So we explore that. We explore what it's like to do, uh, to, to check on the, the lower tiers of, of hip-hop as well as the legacy acts. And then we, of course, finish with a prediction on what we're getting and when we're getting it from Kendrick Lamar, Drake, and J. Cole, the big three of our decade. So it's a very, very interesting conversation, very excited, and uh, I look forward to this stuff, man. This is the stuff that, this is the nerdy hip-hop stuff that I love, the philosophical talks and the, and the idea of trying to figure out who's going to drop when and what the, what the kind of industry games are behind each person's release, and all this stuff is just fun to me. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Uh, please, please, please don't forget to follow me on the social medias. At real Chris Platty, C H R I S P L A T T E. I know you know how to spell real. So without further ado, everyone, let's get to today's episode. Spike Lou, M Extra, Chris Platty, Strictly Hip Hop. We're talking hip hop, real estate, and COVID, and the big three: Kendrick, Drake, and Cole, and how that is all intertwined. Let's go.
Hello everyone, welcome back to a special episode of Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I am your host, Chris Platty. Returning to the podcast are two good friends of mine from the On Deck family. We got Spike Lou of the On Deck TV podcast, and of course my boy M Extra of the podcast that I'm blanking on, but is coming soon. Um, what's the name of that podcast coming soon, M Extra? Smash, the Smash Podcast. The Smash Podcast, the Smash Podcast. Yeah. And we're going to plug that at the end, and, and the link will be in the description. But we are here to visit a conversation that Spike and I have had um, a little bit through the through the last year and a half, and that's Hip Hop Real Estate, which was inspired from Joe Budden talking about it on the Joe Budden podcast. And we basically kind of took that and broke down, okay, looking at what does it mean to be an A-tier artist? Like, do you, it does window releases matter? What kind of, what does history tell us? And we kind of broke that down. And then now is a good time to revisit it because here we are at Hip Hop at the very end of quarter four, nearing quarter four, I should say. And it's been a crazy year because of COVID. It's been super unpredictable. So the idea of does hip hop ma- or does real estate matter more in hip hop because of COVID and what to expect because there's much rumors surrounding the big three of rap right now, Drake, Cole, and Kendrick. So first of all, to kind of recap where we were with the with the last conversation Spike and I had in, in, in mid-2019, we were looking at historically... Damn, was that long ago? It was, dude. It was. You know what it was? Shit. It was right after DJ Khaled released his... Or right before he released that album. It sure was. Yeah, that's how Damn, long ago COVID it was. made... Kobe hit fast forward on the year. It did. Like, shit flew by. I feel like it was just March. Nigga, it's gonna be November, which is amazing. Yeah, it's it's, <clears> been <throat> a, it's been a year, and it's made every other year just blurry. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like when you look back at 2019, doesn't seem like 2019 at all. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's really messed up everybody's time. <laughs> like it was crazy. years ago. Yeah. So when we were looking at Spike and I were looking at it is that usually what the A-listers do is they have like a three to six week window where there's three weeks of, of peak the first three weeks that they put out a project and then and then it, it kind of tails off for the next couple of weeks and usually it will stay there even longer because it is in a, because it is an A-list artist like a Drake, a Cole, or a Kendrick but what happens is it, it slowly slides down the charts so I actually went out and I mapped out their releases and, and kind of since 2014 when all three were considered juggernauts and like really established um, and took the next level. So you had you had Cole release in December of 2014, December 9th. Drake comes just under two months later with If You're Reading This. And then Kendrick comes a month after that. And then, um, and then it goes a couple of Drake releases like six months after that. And Cole obviously took his big hiatus and Kendrick took his big hiatus between their last albums, which were Forest Hills Drive and To Pimp a Butterfly. And so it looks like when these guys drop, statistically speaking, they drop within a month, a month and a half of each other, which checks out to the conversation Spike and I were having. But the first question I have, is, I'll send this to you guys, I'll start with you, I'm extra. With Drake now making the claim that um, that he's dropping in January of 2021, you know, how does that set the tone for you? Does that do you think that 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 is a sign that hip hop real estate still matters, or because this year has been so crazy, things will be out of normal or different than than previous years? 
Yeah, I mean, things are definitely going to be different um, considering the landscape now. Um, I don't think I don't think the time holds much weight as it used to. For instance, Drake is dropping at the beginning of the first quarter as opposed to the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, when usually, as history as it has been as it has been in the past, big artists like Drake drop in the fourth quarter. So now, I mean, now it just said that that time and, and music and what's going on with COVID, um, that it, it really, it really it is not the same anymore. So it doesn't matter. Uh, I can I see, if, I can say if any of these artists drop, no matter when they drop, um, they go, the, the impact will be the same. Okay, Spike? Um, I, I think we're going to see. I think the beginning of the year, you were able to get some test cases out there. People were, trying different things, virtual things, just trying to see what would stick. And um, I think that we were able to gauge off the, the Drake, didn't Drake drop the Dark Lane mm-hmm. demo tapes earlier this year? Yeah. Like, I think we've been able to gauge off um, responses that, that they, the big three, as you said, they have done. Like Cole put out the single, Kendrick has been the only one that's been completely silent. Mm-hmm. But I think that those guys are learning to navigate this and we kind of, have seen them act accordingly uh, with J. Cole, it's the Lewis Street Pack. And again, with Drake, it was the Dark Lane demo tapes. And I think that the verdict is still out. Uh, We're still going to see how this will affect rollouts. A lot's gonna depend on what Drake does in January. A lot's gonna depend on the the murmurs that Kendrick Lamar is about to come out and what we see from J. Cole uh, with his promise. I think it's a kill Edward, is that the next Mm -hmm. one? So there's, I think it's still in the air. No, the fall off should be the next one. Excuse me, the fall off. What happened to that King Edward shit? Yeah, he he teased Kill Edward was off the ego, but um, they said they were working on the album, but the fall off is supposed to be next. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And if anybody knows, it's M Extra. Man, if anybody knows the dream, we'll roll out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Chris? What have you seen? I think, I think that. I think that you're right. I think we we're not certain of it, and I think that times could be a little bit different. But I think that I think that Drake announcing the way he did, I mean, basically three months in advance, or or damn near three months in advance. I think that shows that it that real estate still matters. I think that's Drake kind of staking his claim. And now the question is, does that mean that that pushes up a Kendrick or a Cole, or pushes them back to go? You know, because because April is ideal is ideally a big time for festivals and all of that. But with COVID, we don't know that. And Travis Scott, also another guy who's pretty much a, if he's not a list, he's a list adjacent right now with how popular he is. He's he's he, a list. Yeah, he sent that. Yeah, he sent that memo out that said, you know, hey DJs, like twenty twenty one is going to be a special year. So. You know, so uh, there's a lot of artists staking claim, and I think that's because we still just don't know due to the we don't know due to the due to the fact of like when concerts are coming and all of that. So I'm I'm really just I, I'm I'm unsure, but I do think that it it means something for Drake to say to to make a claim that he's dropping in January. And like M Extra said, I thought was a great point was that. Fourth quarter is a great time. Like if you look at Kanye, I think, I think most of his releases were uh, were in fourth quarter. He had a couple November oh, releases, big time. and that's right around Black Friday and all of that. And that's when uh, Black Friday, Christmas. That's when you can get all those extra album sales. That's when people are spending money. 
um, if you're going to buy music. And now with the merch game and stuff like that, I think I think that fourth quarter is now probably more um, lucrative than than ever. You know, so I think so. I think that Drake dropping in a month that's January that's historically the worst month to drop because it's it's the it's a month that everybody's overspending money. Everybody's just setting all their New Year's resolutions and figure trying to plan out their whole year rather than look at what's actually in front of them and dealing with that. So I don't know. I think I think it does matter. I just think I guess my next question is: Do you guys think that? If you guys are unsure, do you guys think that this changes, that this statement is a statement towards Cole and Kendrick, and if that changes their mind state on what they're on what they're doing for their next albums? No, um, I don't. I, so for me, I, whenever we talk about Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, uh, we have to remember that Drake and I mean uh, Cole and Kendrick are just completely different when it comes to the attention. Mm-hmm. that Drake loves so much. So that that's what we have to keep in mind. Him, I can already tell you that <laughs> Cole already had his plan before Drake announced any of this. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind. So I don't think anything changes with the way Dreamville does their rollout. They're always smart with their rollouts. Um, I don't think this alter it, alters it either way. It won't come out earlier or later than what it's supposed to come out. Because that's how Cole and Kendrick and TDs the same way. That's how they operate. They operate on their own way. Uh, Kendrick would drop on a random Tuesday in, <laughs> in the first week of December or something like that. That will happen. Cole, same thing with Cole. We weren't even supposed to get those records that early. He just said, let me just go ahead and let me go. So yeah, they, 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 they move on their own. I don't think Drake dictates it. Or I don't think it, it alters what they already had going. I disagree. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but I think that he's trying to dictate it. Mm-hmm. I think that him mentioning this three months yeah. out with like That's Drake could roll, like, like you said, he could roll over and drop an album mm-hmm. and he gonna do what he do. Saying it three months ahead, I think kind of takes us back to that point when he had the discontent with Kanye, right? Like he was going and mad at Kanye because he's like, I went and told you my album date, the whole rollout for the Scorpion album, and you dropped fucking six albums that month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that he's already, Drake's already proven like he wants his territory. Yeah. Like, so if I'm saying January now, I think that he's subtly saying, I don't expect a Kendrick Lamar album in January. I don't expect a J. Cole album in January. So I want to say this now in October, and I'm going to expect you guys to respect it and either drop now or drop after, but leave me January, just based off what he, his discontent with what Kanye did. Yeah. And I think another reason that, that Drake, I think you're right, Spike. I think you actually hit the nail on the head here because I think it matters to Drake, whether it matters to Kendrick and Cole is different. That's, that was my point. It doesn't matter to them. Yeah, it only matters that, to them. You're right. You're absolutely right about that point. <laughs> that that's point. a good one. Yeah. Like, I don't think it matters as much to them as it does to Drake. And yeah, that's why he's trying to very early say, hey, I want this. This is mine, right? Yeah. We agree, guys? I got this one. <laughs> Another thing to keep in mind when I was looking at all of this stuff is that I had forgot and this is funny because I'm a Kendrick fan, but I had forgot that the last two albums Kendrick released were within the span of a month of Drake releases. And both times, Kendrick actually outsold Drake. So we talk about Drake as the king of, of the numbers, 
but the last two times that Drake dropped, when Kendrick dropped, um, they were both they're both within the span of like a month and a half of each other, and both times Kendrick outsold Drake. Kendrick's been a bigger star than Drake up until like the last four or five years, though, right? I don't know about all that. Bigger star? <laughs> well, when we're talking about, uh, I guess, I guess I tried to get no, that off. Yeah, Musically, no, no. I feel, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Musically, right? Like Kendrick Lamar can, mm-hmm. I guess now the Drake that would drop is a much bigger star than the Drake that was battling Kendrick Lamar then. I guess that's I mean, a better way to put well, it, right? Because we're talking about life. the mixtape. I mean, not the mixtape, but it was the playlist. Yeah. And damn, that you're talking about, they were close yep. to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And then and the other one was the Pimple Butterfly and what? Uh, if you're reading this. Which, Which was, was kind of random. Yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of random. It was like, oh, is he leaving cash money? Is this a throwaway? Mm-hmm. So I Both would of expect- those albums were not even like supposed to be albums, so- Right, and, and that goes and to my point. So saying Kendrick Lamar outsold those albums, comparing it to Kendrick Lamar trying to sell a scheduled release Drake project coming out in three months, and I've already named it. I got promo and everything. I don't think that happens again. I don't know, man. There, there's something to be happens. said about waiting three plus years. I think that that it is, but and another thing, I... another thing that. Um that works in specifically Kendrick's favor when it comes to album sales is, is Drake traditionally gets only 15 to 20% in pure sales, whereas Kendrick gets over 60. So those stream, so Drake gets all of the streams, but what Kendrick, Kendrick gets a lot, he gets enough streams, but it's, but, but the big difference is that Kendrick gets a lot of albums purchased mm. versus Drake gets a lot of streaming, a lot of licensing, all of that stuff that, that really, that really boosts his his uh his numbers but yeah you're right you're absolutely right that those are two um those are two projects where they're kind of mixtape playlists like kind of they weren't studio release scheduled albums um i remember more life was kind of a thing that was like rumored in december and then ended up dropping in march so i think that it was like what is it yeah and there was yeah there was that whole thing of what is it yeah so i think that i think that you're right that um that that is something to to be fair and to take into account, but I think it's also also on the other side worth noting that the times that they have released closely, that Kendrick has outsold them, and I think that that plays into Drake Drake making this announcement this early because I think he wants to, like you said, like you guys said, make it clear that you know whether on on, on their whether it affects Cole and Kendrick is is um, is something that only really they know. We can speculate, but. But I think that for Drake, it's it is kind of making that statement of I I want this time specifically for for me, and I think that again a lot of it is I think it I think it could have been a twenty twenty release if it weren't for um, the uncertainty around concerts because I mean at this point we still don't even know really when when can we do a concert when can we do a festival. I think it's twenty twenty two. Like it's tentatively. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna, gonna miss at least another year. Yeah, especially with the spikes recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's gonna be a brutal winter. Yeah, and we now have only nine Fridays left in the year, so that leaves everything up. That leaves everything up in the air. Like another thing that I like to do, um, and Spike knows this because I've talked to Spike about this. I like to make a document every year, and I update it throughout the year based on. 
I look at all the artists that I follow and I kind of look at when was their last release? When are they, you know, what are the kind of signs, the tea leaves that they're coming soon or, or this and this, that and the third. And I think that J. Cole was originally planning for something around election time because he had that whole election campaign um, little commercial that he had, like a little trailer that he had for the fall off. Yeah, yeah. So I missed that. With only nine, that was in late last year, right? Wasn't it? I'm not sure. Yeah, it was on Twitter and stuff. It wasn't. Yeah, huge. Yeah, it, it was just a little. Uh, it was just a little commercial, like vote J Cole for 2020 for the fall off. So it was yeah. like election themed, and hmm. so now with only nine Friday Fridays left, I'm I'm wondering because Cole's the one we've uh, we've actually heard the least about recently because Kendrick's starting to get active. He's been doing the interview. We heard that he shot a music video. No, no, we heard more about uh, Cole than Kendrick. Cole did that one. He did that. Uh, he dropped a yeah, that uh, beef with the Dreamville. What's the girl? No name on Twitter. He dropped the record. Then he dropped the two pack. And then he was in ESPN, the Undisputed. Wrote that article. So it's much more than Kendrick. I just saw Kendrick with Baby Keem, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking just recently. Like, yeah, throughout the year, J. Cole has been. But but the last couple months, I mean, it's been since what the last thing was the was the article, right? I'm actually mm-hmm. sure the, yeah. So I think, so I'm wondering now, you know, if if Cole's trying to push to if Cole's pushing to wait a little bit later or what's going on there because with nine Fridays left, I think that goes into the whole three to six week window. Um, obviously, if if they're keeping in mind of that, Cole and Kendrick have really never dropped. Um, together specifically or near each other the nearest they've been let's see on on this is um yeah it's literally three months forest hills drive into pimp a butterfly three and a half months now and that's because they're that's because they're artists that take multiple years so for for things to line up for them to drop pretty similar is kind of rare in and of itself so um but yeah i i wonder if that's i wonder if that's something that do you think it do you guys think taking drake out of the equation do you think that between Cole and Kendrick, there is a there is a little something there with with I'm not talking tension or anything, but I'm talking in terms of with there only being nine Fridays left in the year, and typically these A listers are three to six weeks of of, of chart topping competition, that that leaves very little scheduling, or that leaves uh, that leaves very tight scheduling. I think it's less important to those two because you said uh, it takes longer for them to to come out with the albums. So I think that there's a more organic process that goes into creating a Kendrick Lamar album, or a more organic process that goes into creating a J. Cole album, right? So I think that both of those two as artists will respect if we've been in the lab and the last thing that you came out with was um, the fall off, or what is, what's the name of it? Uh, drug, what, what's J. Cole last? K.O.D. K.O.D. Yeah, the, the last thing you came out with K.O.D. and the last thing that I did was uh, Black Panther soundtrack as far as from a creative standpoint. And we both been in the lab since then and now we're both finished. I don't think that's as egregious as Drake because he's just more active. Like there's more stuff that you see, like you're going to get uh, an album every year from Drake. You're going to get the um the features every year from drake so it's probably he can be more calculated not to say it's not as artistic as those two guys but he can be more calculated just because of uh the frequency of when he drops 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about it when you said more organic, because I feel like they all have organic, you know, processes. It's just Drake is, Drake is just a look at me as opposed to Cole and Kendrick. That's that's pretty much it. I, as far as the artistry goes, I think they all come up with pretty good, dope, organic ideas. Um, but I think uh, I think I we are going to call up. To address that though, I think what I'm saying is when I mean organic. When if if I were to stumble upon a J Cole studio session, I wouldn't be shocked if I walked in and it was him, Boz, and the producer and the engineer. I wouldn't be shocked at that. Same thing with Kendrick. If I were to stumble upon, I wouldn't be shocked if it was just him, Schoolboy, and engineer and Top Dog in there. When I okay. say that about Drake, and I'm not saying that people write his raps, I don't want people to think this is what I'm saying. I'm just talking about the process is more like streamlined i would be shocked if it were just four people in a recording session with drake and that mm. ain't as organic as a recording session as intimate four people hey run this back punch me in as to where i feel like drake got like 30 people in there hey do he got that hook ready dude he got this ready and it's just not as organic and i feel like that process can happen a lot faster than one where it's just like we in the lab we intimate we checking in every night mm. that's interesting that's I think we got to go to some studio sessions and find out. <laughs> no. Now let's talk about, okay, so let's talk about, so now we have with the big three. So now let's let's kind of visit the the other tiers, right? Because again, there are nine, nine Fridays left in the year, nine week uh, releases, uh, nine weeks to release music, if I could say that correctly. Yeah. And Meek Mill has already made an announcement pretty far out. Um, Buster Rhymes made an announcement. Uh, whom I missed, Sci High, also made an announcement. So there are some artists that are, you know, of of some higher tiers coming. Uh, how do you think? How do you think it it affects? How do you think the A list actions affect those underneath, especially in a year where it's a where it's a pandemic where you can't tour? I mean, are these artists right now scared that Kendrick is coming soon or J Cole is coming soon, or are they not really worried about it? Uh, I mean, 2020, I don't think people are worried about it. I think because everything is just, it's just everything is so much different now. People don't even, uh, people go more off of statistics um, and their fan base than they do what other artists are doing now. Because everything is calculated. It's, it's like money ball. You, uh, you, can, you can literally look at the stats. You can literally see where you're performing, what demographic, Etc. Etc. So I think people are more playing the field as opposed to worrying about a specific artist dropping. I can tell you, it's a gang artist that's going to drop before the end of the year. Uh, those you name and some and many more. And that's just because people are ready. To, you know, it's ready to release music. And the holiday time during this time, you're going to be inside a lot. People going to want to listen to a lot of music. So I feel like we're going to have a, a good number of people dropping at the, at the end of the year. But do you think I'm extra? So to piggyback off of your point. You know, of yes, like, do you think that do you think that these a these a list artists are necessarily? Do you think that that uh, affects them in any way? Just generally speaking, do you think that if Sci High drops the same week as Kendrick, do you think that hurts Sci High's numbers, increases them, leaves them the same? What do you think that that does to? Uh, well, somebody like Sci High is not gonna matter either way because he's one of those artists with the niche fan base. I mean, they're gonna buy it. He, he's not—he's not a commercial artist like that. He's not gonna sell crazy numbers. So for him, it, it's not gonna matter. 
Um, now, some may argue that uh, Kendra releases it might overshadow. That may be the only thing, but other than that, his numbers won't 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 be too much different no matter when he drops. Okay, Spike, do you do you agree with that, or where do you sit on that? I think it helps. I actually, I think the. I'm one of those the, the rising tide lifts all boats type of people in in hip hop. Uh, what? As far as <laughs> <laughs> rising tide lift all boats, man, you done heard that oh. in Atlanta. But um, I, I feel like you get somebody like Drake dropping on the same day as as Saha. You there? You on the app? You gonna listen to Drake album? And whether it be a suggested next play or you just roll right into it because you see it and it catches your interest. Since you're there and such a big artist is there, it's going to bring so many people there that day. When I'm talking about Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Tidal, it helps them. Like, it helps people to talk about, hey, you hear that Drake? Yes, I, I came out too. Like, I think that, that that's the thing that the Freddie Gibbs and the the the, the Pusha T's and the, the Meek, well, I don't know if Meek Mill necessarily falls into that category, but some of those second-tier guys, they, they do – kind of lift up with the Drakes and stuff when they drop on the same days. Yeah, Meek is not a man. He's he a little ahead of those guys. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, he is, but I actually think when I'm thinking of this, you guys are you guys are making interesting points, but the artists that I think of, of the artists that I named, like Busta and Sci High, I agree. I think for the most part. I don't even know why we're talking about Busta Rhymes. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, man. Like, we, don't do Busta like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, Knife said that that was album of the year. So I'm, Buster I, I got lie. excited. That was that, a lie. Yeah, that Buster Rhymes album that he was working was. on, which is now the album that we're getting, was album of the year. Oh, Knife Wonder said that. Yeah, and I trust Knife. I trust Knife Wonder. <laughs> no, Bus can rap his ass off now. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, fam, Bus. <laughs> You know that. You know you can rap. Busta Rhymes can rap, but the, the the year that he has the best album or project that comes out is the year that I'm gonna stop listening to rap. <laughs> I promise you, I'm gonna be that. That's gonna be the year that I'm done. I'm hanging it up. <laughs> Tapping out. I'm just not a Busta Rhymes fan. Though. I'm not a fast rapper fan though. I am. I, like I am with shit. some that are good. Midwest, yeah, you see, I usually yeah. like the fast stuff. In but he switches it up. I like yeah. Busta Rhymes don't yeah. rap fast all the time. No, oh, you gotta send me a song where he's not rapping fast. <laughs> one of his most famous songs, he's not rapping fast. Which one? The song with Janet Jackson. If you give it to me, yeah, he don't rap fast on that. The song with Janet Jackson when they was in the, like the suits and shit. No, 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 that's a different song. I'm oh, okay. About. See, I'm not. I ain't Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Never made it to my life. I get I Nashville, get Tennessee. It wasn't no Busta Rhymes fans. Like it's one. He no, I was about to say. Like it's lock, Brandon Lockeridge loves. Yeah, Lock the only. <laughs> I promise you. Going off on a tangent here, the only Lock is the only person from the FSP podcast that I've ever met in my entire life ever that was a Busta Rhymes fan. Ever <sighs> met. Ever met in my entire life. It was no, crazy. no, no, that's not true. Not a Buzz Rhymes fan, but Buzz Rhymes. But his number rapper. that's his favorite rapper. That's what I meant. Yeah, 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 let's clear, let's clarify like, that. That's, that's his favorite rapper. That's crazy. <laughs> Buzz Rhymes being your favorite rapper. That is fucking nuts. That's, that's nuts. It's been, <laughs> Y'all messing up. He grew up, up in our era interview. too. Like it's like what? Come on. Bro. That's funny as hell. Man. Funny as shit. <laughs> Listen, Buster Rhyme aside, I'm personally looking forward to Buster Rhyme. I like Buster. Y'all are lying, man. Y'all are not listening, looking forward Let's to Buster Rhyme. I like Buster, man. You follow it's me on Apple Music, Spike. You'll see Listen <laughs> To by. You'll see it. Yeah, my nah, bad. I like Buster, man. Extinction Level Event was a great album. 
Mm. I guess now, I'm kind of sour on him because he tried to come at my boy. Tip. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so back to back to what we were saying. <laughs> for yeah, that, so I was saying like, Buster Rhymes that tangent. Tangent. Yeah, I like think, I was saying, a lot of artists are gonna drop regardless of what. Yeah. But I think that I think that of the names that we mentioned, the Buster Ryan's, the Sci Highs, I think their their fan bases are their their numbers are oh, relatively yeah. intact, no matter yeah. who drops. But one I do think is is a more commercially like Meek Mill is pretty commercial and popular now. I would yeah. actually I would actually think that Meek Mill would be of them the most likely to be affected by a J Cole or a Kendrick release because Meek Mill is really the only one that that's like capable of going mainstream. Like Sci High could have like one song that pops off or whatever, but uh, for the most part, Sci High is gonna give a, a quality album that people who love hip hop or people that love Sci High are going to like. And same with Busta. So with with Meek Mill though, Meek Mill has those uptown records. Those I mean, like that last album was filled with like kind of those like I'm going for commercial with Cardi B, all that stuff. So. I actually think that if there were anyone to be affected by a big three release, it would be a, a Meek Mill. I disagree. I think he's on the next tier, though, right? Like, he up there. He is. He, he Big is, Sean, think, Meek Mill, arguably Wale, maybe. Like, yeah. that's next. But, right? I mean, I, I can see both. I can see both sides because he, he's such a big artist that a larger artist like that can affect. I, I can see. Because, I mean, people so still listen. Yeah. But, they're, but the they're rollout might spaces, be effective, yeah. sure. Yeah. They're, they're in similar spaces in that they're both commercially viable, yeah. capable artists. And so yeah. I, I wonder if um, I wonder if, if, if Meek Mill could kind of suffer so, a little bit so, of casualty in that. Question for you two. You're in Meek Mill's camp, and he comes to you for advice because you had your schedule release date coming out mm-hmm. the same day as Drake. You guys going to meek and you say hey i think we should move the album or are you encouraging him to come out on the same day well specifically the same drake, day yeah same no day. i'm not encouraging next week or the same, same week, within the same month maybe but not in three day. to four not weeks yeah three so three y'all not doing weeks, the same y'all don't think meek no would welcome a challenge of dropping the same day yeah. as a drake no Kendrick Cole? well there's no point i mean he might but it might not be smart <laughs> yeah there's no point yeah wow well, yeah then that no, honestly, Meek and Meek honestly and though, taking specifically Meek and Drake as an example, I think it would be really dope if they dropped on the same day. They could do their little haha beef thing. They could, they could actually, that could actually specifically. Actually I get working. what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying, Spike. Like you're taking uh, out that as a factor, but actually, if if we were to factor that part of it in, the whole history between those two, I think they could make it like a Fifty Cent Kanye type thing where they kind of. They actually boost each other. Yeah, I would do that as opposed to moving it, especially if I was already in motion. But if, if I'm it's Kendrick, Kendrick, I, was... I don't know. I think I think I think Meek's numbers get squashed a little bit. They're, he still does fine. He's Meek Mill. He's a great artist and he has a, a strong following. But hmm. I think some of those records don't chart as high as they are. And I think that I think that we're. Uh, this is a I question that I got to. This is a question that I got to extend to you guys because I'm wondering where i'm at with it as well is like so we're we are the the whatever percent of music fans right the ones that listen to pretty much as much as we can every year and we don't mind running through three four projects on a weekend but i feel like most people aren't that i feel like most people either play the playlist or if they check out they check out one album 
and then they're on to something else and then maybe later in the weekend they check out another album that's why i think real estate matters because i think yes everything is so accessible but i i do kind of think that most general people where most of the uh where a good amount of the music money lies are people that are going to listen to they're going to pick their album that they want to listen to first they're going to listen to that and then it might take them some time to listen to that other album versus us we just kind of run through them through the weekend uh yeah i mean i think most people don't even really listen to albums anymore um and i don't yeah for me it, t- it, t- it takes me a longer than the weekend to listen to some new stuff especially if i'm oh yeah me too looking forward to anything um but we're we're in a playlist society so yeah we we are in the minority when it comes to taking the album and digesting that um and you know listening to the whole thing because you have a repeat and a shuffle society on right now and that's yeah. what that's what it's about. and if it's hard for us I, i'd imagine it's a lot harder for the casual yeah exactly yeah sometimes people i mean that's why when i make playlists people are like oh i didn't even hear this song on the album or yeah because they're not listening to the albums <laughs> they're just picking songs picking and choosing i think that the artists that don't try to cater to that society make better music yeah and they, yeah, they get and Freddie, like I give Freddie Gibbs, for example, to mention his name again. I wasn't a big Freddie Gibbs fan coming into this year, but what I've respected about him this year, and I could throw Benny with his last album in there, like those guys, they're not chasing. They don't, they don't care if you adding their shit to a playlist. More so they care if you coming to check them out and buying into the whole, I'll give Griselda, for example, brand. Like you buying our t-shirts, yeah. you're coming to our shows before COVID. And I think that as things either continue to stay the same or we get the results of how COVID affects this industry, those are going to be the people that prosper more. You're going to have less of those little pumps, less of those blue faces, less of those people who can make a hot song and they connect it with the right people so it gets traction as opposed to somebody like Freddie Gibbs who's going to go in and give you a dope-ass project every time he comes out and not worry if that song goes on a playlist. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that's. I, I I think that's a that's a great point that there are certain artists that cater to their to their they play their they play their audience they play their lane that they're that they're skilled at and they and through that they they get some more exposure and then they reach out and they grab other people that are willing to be in that same lane or as as consumers so I don't think that they they get more pop like Benny's more popular than he was two years ago but I don't think Benny fans have changed. I think it's still he gained some new fans. Yeah, yeah I was gonna he say gained he new is, fans. The fan but, has broadened. Yeah, I mean, base. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess so, but I, I feel like for oh, the most part, it's so he's still got new fans for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm saying he's got new fans, but I think that I'm saying the new fans that he got to me are of the same mindset. They just weren't privy to him, like they didn't get exposed to him. Like I don't think that the people that listened to Benny. Um, two years ago i don't think they i don't think if they would have heard him two years ago like i think that they would have been into him then it's just a matter of through just consistently being talked about and reaching more more eyes you're grabbing more people that are still in you're not you're not necessarily your your lane is still the same but you're you're getting more people because you're getting more exposure if that makes sense of what i'm seeing he's still attracting the same type of consumer i guess you could say or the same demographic so to speak Right, it's just more of them. Yeah, true. And I think that there's this thing, this thing that we have, like the, the rapper that shall not be named with the rainbow colored hair, brought a big light onto 
here recently and that's like people not hip-hop is getting a little bit more thorough and like they don't want the gimmicks and shit no more and when you're talking about yeah. somebody like benny or even west side like it, it, it's artistry for them like benny from the sense of just lyrical like monster and with west side like the marketing the, the merch and it takes a longer time for that ball to that, that snowball to roll down the hill and get bigger as opposed to the flash in the pan like six nine who was just doing whatever to get hot and then you see two years later what happens and you get a million downloads you get a million people to listen to it but that shit's not lasting because it's just not authentic on the flip side, you get a Freddie Gibbs, you get a Benny, you get a Boldy James, you get a Shay Noir, you get these people who just like rap their ass off and people love the, I think artistry is making a stronger case in 2020, thanks to people like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, mm-hmm. than it was um, just two two years ago when you had people like 6 9 and Lil Pump and whatever the fuck the rest of those people's names are. True. I, and I think that that all plays into the the whole idea of real estate because the real estate is again like it is for it is for your lane it's for your area that you're I think that's why real estate is important to some artists is because you're staking claim in in a Drake who relies on more of a commercial viability than a hip hop um, hip hop viability so for him he's trying to make that statement to to attract the casual listeners who might not spend three albums in a week or two weeks or whatever he's trying to make sure that those people that are that are just going to listen to an album once or maybe even not even visit the album but just listen to the apple music spotify title trusted playlist whatever their their mo- their rap caviars their a-list their um their their playlist like that so i think that i think that that goes exactly to what you're saying spike is that is that it real estate does matter to everybody but it's to different extents and different um different situations different lanes all of that absolutely Uh, so now i have one more question to 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 kind of go on on this and that's so we talked about we talked about the a-list we talked about the the um the lower tier artists um and i think that 2020 has been a great year for for those type of artists for the for the lower tier artists as well as 2019 because we didn't get a lot of big drops even though it was pre-covid it just was a year where it happened where the bigger stars didn't release so you got the ybn cordays that were able to break out more the babies were able to break out more meg the stallions and i think that they got a little bit more attention and that's been the same this year you've seen um you've seen some people you've seen some people blow up that necessarily weren't in the same spotlight or have elevated themselves to a new new tier. But what about the legacy acts, the the Kanye's, the Wayne's, the Eminem's, uh, whoever you want to name in the, in that list? Does does real estate matter to people that are that long tenured in the game, Jay-Z's or does or does that not matter at all? Does, does that matter even less than it does to the A-list artists? I say even less. Like those I guys agree. into the age, you know, how old people just say whatever they want. You know, those old people yeah. just like do whatever the fuck they want to. Like, I can't believe he said that. Yeah. That's what those acts are right now. I feel like, like they pretty much do what they want, say what they want, drop when they want, and not because it's just like the quality in there. It's just like you are so. 
with the exception of Eminem, and it's just because he's dropped albums more frequently. Like when you got a Jay-Z or even Nas off his last album, yep. when he was working with Kanye, it was such a hoopla and a hype around it, and deservedly so. And I think that they know that, and they can sit back and be like, shit, I'll pick my spots when I got something yeah. good to say. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those artists, you know, they're, they're solidified. They're Hall of Fame artists, so it, it doesn't matter. Like I said, they can roll over tomorrow and be on their way to lunch and say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and release this. And people will listen to it. Um, so, yeah, it, it matters uh, definitely less to them, for sure. Yeah, I think at that point, I think once you reach that stage of, of your career, if you're fortunate enough to reach that stage, you then become just so comfortable with yourself with your your understanding with your fan base and it just becomes a focus about the artwork it becomes about with like Lil Wayne um Eminem Kanye Jay-Z all of them it comes like it comes to them as like okay I'm doing this because I want to make this body of work and not because I care about when I'm releasing as opposed to other people and that they they kind of I I think they pass a lot of the industry games whereas I think the the newer artists that are coming up, I think it absolutely matters when when you release. I think between the between the current the the current big generation superstars, I think it matters to an extent when you release. But I think the legacy acts are the are the people that really transcend all of that because a, a lot of them, like even like Kanye, like Kanye's got so much stuff. I mean, he makes more money doing his other stuff than he does was, in music. So that was my follow-up question to you. Do you think it's from a financial, like a business standpoint? Because like take I think that helps. Eminem, take Nas, shit, even Lil Wayne. People try to shit on Lil Wayne because baby owe him money, but he got a lot of outside endeavors too. Jay-Z, of mm-hmm. course. Even when you're Drake and you're J. Cole and you're Kendrick, you're still kind of tied to a label and your obligations for that contract that you signed when you first got in. When you get to the age of those guys or the, the Eminems and Jay-Zs, like, you don't owe nobody shit. Like, all of this, you're trying to make the best business move for you. So if I'm dropping a 444, I want to make sure that Samsung buys a million copies before I even fucking get out of bed. Or if I'm Eminem, I want to make sure that it, I got these endorsement deals and making sure that it's a million sold before I even move. I think that they're able to make those type business moves that you haven't seen a Kendrick Lamar, you haven't seen a J. Cole be able to get to that level yet just because they haven't, they don't have the longevity. Not knocking their business acumen at all, they just don't have that longevity. Drake may have that flexibility, but I don't think that he's flexed it yet. Like, I think that we'll mm-hmm. see in this album upcoming in the next couple of years, if he's able to move like Jay-Z or move with the freedom of Eminem uh, that they would have, just because I think that they've been in the, the game longer. They have more flexibility of their career. Yeah. What do you think? Is it a financial thing? I th- I think that plays a role. I think that absolutely Yeah, always. Always plays a role. I think when it comes to especially like a Kanye where he, he makes the least amount of money in music at this point, which is crazy to think that somebody that having – the catalog that he has that you that for him to be like for that artist to be like i'm making the least amount of money in music is is to me a crazy crazy thing but i think i think with eminem and like you said wayne and all of these other acts yes um they're definitely not in the same business as as kanye or anything but they definitely have their other business ventures and all of that and i think that i think that financial freedom is part of it and i think that again once you just once you just earn that legacy, uh, I think you just you have your people that um, you have your fan base, you have your um, 
you have your your group of people that you know you can get to and yeah you might get some new ones each album or you might lose some but for the most part you understand you're very comfortable in where you're in where you're releasing so you're just allowed to focus on the artwork and that's why I think that it has been such a good thing to see hip hop ages and we've gotten so some good quality projects like 444 is because they're in a space where they're not proving to people you know like anybody that says before Jay-Z released 444 I don't know what this is going to be, man. This might be some trash. Like, okay, it, if it was, does it matter? It's Jay-Z. Right. It wouldn't have affected him in, in the slightest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His legacy is still is still the same. So I think that that's what trumps hip-hop real estate. But I think that having this conversation with you guys, I think that what I what I can make a prediction on is that this next, like, 14, 15 months, including to all of 2021, I think, I think we are set for some I think we are set for a lot of big music to come because I think a lot of artists have have held out because of because of COVID or because of just the, these times that we're in trying to figure everything out. Now, I want to get with you guys for your for your predictions here. So, if you have to predict, so we know Drake according to a rapper, and we know rappers suck at release dates, but Drake is Drake is pretty true to his release dates. January 2021. Kendrick and Cole, what are we thinking? Are we thinking before Drake, after Drake, maybe Kendrick before Cole, after one Cole before Drake or Kendrick after? Like, where are we thinking as far as as the big three release window? I think you have um, a. Uh, you know, all right. I think you'll have a Kendrick Lamar album before Christmas. I think that you'll have a J Cole album after Drake's album. Just. Oh, yeah. I think it's the opposite. I think you'll have a Cole album by Christmas, and I think you have a Kendrick Lamar album in the spring. Jesus. A whole yeah. nother year. I don't know if Kendrick fans are honestly. ready to hear that. Yeah. Oh, spring starts at the end of March. Yeah. Kendrick fans are ready to riot right now. <laughs> I don't right. know. I don't know about adding. I don't know about adding six months of that. All right. Well, no, I. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm extra like I think that I I would lean that I I would think that Kendrick comes out Christmas, but if he doesn't come out by Christmas, I would suggest a, a spring because that's what he loved about Damn. He loved to do that because he dropped right as the festivals were happening, and at this point, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think festivals are a thing. So I don't know if 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 the the calendar like is the calendar changed because of COVID to where like does dropping in January or dropping in April mean the same as it, what it did a year ago i don't i don't i don't think so anymore i think it's now just about the time length in between yeah but between i think the artist dropping it's done keeping y'all waiting you sad mistake <laughs> wow. I think it's now, he gotta do something now i think we're gonna see something from him. no i would love, i would love to have it by the end of the year but i don't know i'm thinking i'm saying i'm saying we get kendrick before before um the second week of December, I think I think he'll get. I think he'll come, but I don't think an artist would drop that close to Christmas. I think if he if he does release, it will be in the next month to like five weeks. And no, Jay Cole, if he releases, is coming out December for sure. Kendrick, maybe, but maybe. I mean, for, first week December max for me. I don't I don't see him dropping like the eighteenth, like like the eighteenth the week before Christmas. I don't know when, but I think if he yeah. drops this year, it will be December. If I, if both of them drop this year, I think they'll both be in December. Yeah, 
I, I, I could, I could see that. I can see that. I hope to get Cole. I'm not sure about Cole. I'm, uh, I'm not sure about Cole if Cole is going to wait till after Drake or if he's going to drop whenever. But I think, I, I think that Kendrick is. Oh, Jay Cole is, is, is second right. a year off. Didn't he say that no, after that Dream no, Field album? No, we gave him two songs. That's why. Yeah. That means the album was coming. What did he say after that Dreamville album? Did he say was? Oh, he said stop doing features. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, there you, there you have it, everybody. Breaking down the hip-hop real estate and how that is affected by the pandemic. I want to thank my guest, Spike Lou of the On Deck TV Appreciate podcast. You. And my boy, M Extra, of the Smash podcast, right? Yep. Smash podcast. Why don't you go ahead and M Extra and plug all of the information on where you can get that podcast. And then I'll toss it to you, Spike. Yes, I am M Extra. It's MXTRA3 on all things social media. Be, be on the lookout for the Smashed podcast coming in late December. Facts, man. I am Spike Lou from the On Deck TV podcast coming to you every Wednesday, giving you the latest and greatest from hip hop in a Southern perspective. Check us out, man. Follow me on all social media platforms. I am Spike Lou. Appreciate you. Had to tell us twice. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I love having you guys on the podcast for my listeners that are that are not familiar with them. Uh, you have links in the description of the podcast, wherever you got Spotify, Apple, wherever um, you will have links to their to their podcast as well as their as well as their social media handles. So um, so please check them out. I don't know at this point how you could not know Spike Lou. He's been on the podcast so many times. And MX has been on it as well. So at this point, I don't know how you don't know. But if you don't know, check these guys out. They make dope content. Um, They're great followers on social media as well. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for having this conversation with me. I love talking these philosophical (laughs) hip-hop conversations that are are not so... um, I I just like not reviewing albums, you know? That's not so technical. Right, not yeah. based in reality as much. Hey, we did that. What's that? What's the album review we did last year? Oh, the game at the end yeah. of last year. Yeah. yeah. Damn, Damn, the game been out a year. Yeah, almost a year. Show the That's a great album. That's yeah. a great I still album listen too, to by that. Uh, I still listen to that song where you're talking about his son. Uh, Blood uh, thick in the water. Oh yeah. yeah. Fire. I listen uh, to Trey songs on there. Yeah. No, wait, no, not Trey songs. Wait. I think uh, it is Trey songs. Is it? Is it? It is, right? Oh, blood thicker. I'm looking this up. I'm looking this up. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get Game this right. Yeah you, yeah, you guys are right. Wow. I totally forgot that it was Trey Songs on that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen to that as soon as we get done. Man, that reason song fucking amazing before I let y'all go. Oh Jesus. yeah, yeah. We talked about it on your stuff. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, man. What a what a record! I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing what Reason does. 